Good morning, spooky babes, and welcome to the very first spooky snippet. And let me tell you, it's a handful. Good morning, my goblins and ghouls. How is everyone doing out there today? I hope you are doing wonderful. Man, have I missed you all so, so much. Between shows and family stuff and taking care of my husband through it. And now possibly getting sick. Surprise. Allergies. Spring. There's been a lot going on. But I'm happy to be back and in my own bed with my own pain in the butt cat. So, I was hoping to start this before I left for Norman. We know how that went. Uh, you know that whole, I have something special coming thing. That's this. I'm going to start doing what I'm calling spooky snippets. If anyone has a better name, let me know. It's the first thing I came up with. These are the cool and interesting things I came across while researching or traveling that I can't really fit into the big episodes. Some of these will be just reading a cool news article I found on the front page of my microfish or a random art artifact I happen across in a museum or a terribly interesting true crime story that I can't find anything paranormal about. It, it's gonna be random, but I think interesting. I'm going to keep these simple and short. Most of the time they won't even have a big introduction like this. I figured though for the first one, I needed to have some explanation of what is happening. I'm not sure if these are going to be regular things, just when I find really cool stuff and have the time. So we'll see how it goes. So let's get into it, shall we? Grab yourself a small cup of tea. Make sure the doors are locked and the sage is close by. I have a story to tell you. Imagine yourself in a dark, smoky auditorium. The room smells like gas from the gas lamps around the theater. You can hear the anticipation building among your fellow audience members. The murmurs really intensify as someone walks out onto the stage. You try looking around the bonnets and top hats in front of you to see a man carrying a platter with what appears to be a disembodied hand on it. A hand that is supposed to help you communicate with the dead. I first came across Thayer's Dr. Q's spirit hand during the Halloween scavenger hunt at the Favelle house. 
it's pretty striking. It's the Memento Mori Victorian hand, just in real life. If you aren't familiar with that idea, it's a beautiful carved wooden hand. Like someone just ripped it off of a mannequin and then added a cuff of lace to the wrist. I, I became obsessed with this thing, this thing immediately. I spent too much time staring at it and reading and rereading the advertisement next to it. The advertisement reads, Thayer's Dr. Q Spirit Hand. Still tops um all. Just one of those prime effects where the whole range of its popularity is summed up in one word, satisfaction. That's why this effect is just as much in demand right now as it was the day it first went on the market. No threads to fix, no assistance to depend on, nothing to go wrong. Have you got this effect, Mr. Club, Vaudeville, or Carnival Worker, and Ballyhoo Man, too? If not, you are missing a good one. In variety of effects, its use is unlimited. Here's the latest. Assistant with hand on board in one part of the house, performer in another with pack of cards has one or a dozen chosen. No forcing. Hand taps out correct number of every card chosen. And spectators may put the questions to the hand themselves. Performer does not speak a word. This is a feature of stunning effect. And this one will absolutely predominate on any magic magical program. We now include this effect and special apparatus with all orders hereafter received at $20, which price went into effect October 1st. There's Dr. Q Spirit Hand. Complete price, $20, platter and all, and still a $50 trick. The spirit hand first appeared in 1919 at the height of the spiritualist movement. Spiritualists are obsessed with the idea of spiritual rapping. Ever since the Fox sisters first claimed to be communicating with Mr. Splitfoot through a series of rapping or knocking or tappings. The spirit hand works on this principle. It is supposed to act like a Ouija board, but instead of a planchette moving across a board, the wooden fingertips tap out the answer from the spirits. There are different ones out there from what I can find. There is one where the hand sits on a wooden board that has a place by the wrists to fit it into a swing. It's the best way I can describe it. Uh, there's no wires or strings. You just ask your question and the hand rocks back and forth, wrapping out your answer.
Now, the Thayer's Dr. Q's spear in hand doesn't have a swing system. It just sits flat. As one auction website describes it, a beautifully carved wooden hand while resting upon a plain wooden board wraps answers to questions. It is the only wrapping hand effect in the world to be worked without the use of threads, wires, magnets, electrical or balancing devices of any sort, and yet it is so simple and reliable that a child can operate it. Worked in the midst of the audience, it will answer any desired amount of questions. Yet, at any time, the hand can be removed from the board, either by yourself or a spectator. Upon being replaced, the wraps will continue as before. So, how does it work? Other than the times when the spirits are using it to tap it out, of course. One of the magic videos I watched, there was a gentleman showing how the hand would be used. He described the procedure as a performer or medium would be holding the board up to the audience to like kind of show them off. Or four people would be holding each corner of the board and the medium would ever so slightly tilt the board. The hand looks flat, but the way it's curved gives it a little bit of a, or the way it's carved gives it a little bit of a curve that is, can easily shift balance to cause the hand to fall forward and its fingers to tap on the board with the slightest tilt. In some instances, the hand would be placed gently on a wooden board that looks a lot like a cutting board with little feet. It looks like a thick piece of wood, but apparently it's hollow to give a loud tap noise, making it even more dramatic. Now, I think this thing is awesome. I find it beautifully simplistic and of course, slightly morbid. It's a disembodied hand sitting on a board after all. I had a hard time finding an actual time when this was used in a spiritual seance. Most of the sources I found were magician websites explaining how it works. I realize it's meant to be a magic trick, but if done correctly, it would be a really cool ghost hunting tool. Let's be honest. I was thinking of buying myself one. To hell with the flashlight technique. I want a wrapping hand. When I started looking at authentic antique ones, they were going for $650 up to $1,000. So I don't think that's going to happen for me anytime soon. It's honestly probably for the best. Let's be honest, I would probably lose my shit if I actually saw this hand wrapped during an investigation.
Thank you to everyone out there listening today. My Haunted Life podcast, and now the Spooky Snippets, is written, researched, produced, edited, and hosted by me, Angela Hartshorn. You can find more pictures, info, and my sources on my website, myhauntedlifepodcast.com, and on the Patreon, where you can subscribe for as little as $2 a month. Let's be honest, the Patreon has more info. That's where all the stuff gets posted. If you have information about today's episode you want to tell me about, maybe you found the hand being used by mediums historically. I would love to know that. Or a ghost story to share, email me at myhauntedlifepodcast at gmail.com or write me on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, all at myhauntedlifepodcast. While you're there, please like and follow and comment. It honestly makes my day. Music is by Ghost Stories Incorporated. And that's it for this show. I'll see you all next week on my Haunted Life podcast. Oh, I guess technically that's not true. I will see you later this week on the big episode. So until then, stay spooky.